Let's begin now. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Beef tacos, my dude. Yes. Welcome to the five count. Here we go. It's happening, ton. Can't believe it. Once again. It's been a whole week. Just been sitting here waiting. Waiting for the five count. Why can't we do it all the time? You've been waiting or the Southern Minnesota's been waiting? All of the above. All of them? Most of the above. Wow. Except for you. Well, here it is. So before we went on the air... Just to paint a picture of how things are going. Tun says to me, hey, let's hurry up and get this done. And I said, all right, let's do this. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> it was you somewhat, embellished. God, can we just do this already? It was more like that. No, I didn't say that. Well, somebody said something. I've got a lot of stuff that I still got to do in my home place, and, you know, there's a lot of cleaning and things. I don't have a person that also does any of that stuff with or for me or anything, so I do all the stuff, and so I just got a lot of stuff going on. But I didn't say it like that. None of it's more important than this program. I, I enjoy making my time great radio with you, Dusty. I really do. Okay. I appreciate you very much. Other than when you try to throw me under every single bus driving by. But I understand it, and it's okay. God, just hurry up! Ugh! (laughs) It's not even close. Ton, it's going to be quite the program tonight. All right. Maybe that'll cheer you up. I hope so. When I tell you that we have a special guest on the show tonight. Whoa. Yes. Talking about founder, singer of Saxon. Biff Byford. Wow. Remember Saxon? No. Ton. Denim and leather. Oh, yeah. Brought us all together. Yeah, that song rocks. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. Yes. Biff Byford's on the program tonight. Awesome. Saxon has a new album. It's called Hell, Fire, and Damnation. Wow. So you know that they're not messing around. That sounds very extreme. So stay tuned for that. 
That's a lot of be. a lot of sex in on the docket. Nice. Bad boys like to rock and roll. You know that. Oh, I know it. Don't let tons yawning fool you. He is super stoked. Super, super stoked. What else we got going on, Tom? No idea. I'm sure there's a five-count mailbag. There's a bunch of questions. Maybe there's some people that wrote into the five-count hotline. The five-count hotline. 507-519-2030. Oh, yeah. That's the ticket to Dusty's dreams. That's the kind of heavy metal thunder I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Word on the street is... Little trombone told me it might be Billy Floyd Shouts' birthday. No way. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. In fact, I want to tell you that um, without even knowing that, I was playing a trombone earlier this evening. Actually, I played a trombone this morning and this evening. There was a trombone just randomly at my house. I had no idea what the deal was, so of course I took it out, played a little tune. My daughter loved it. My kid loved, my son loved it until I got real loud, and then he kind of said, you can stop now. Is that a euphemism for something else? It can be, but mine, I'm saying legitimately there was a trombone. Oh, legit? Yeah, legitimate trombone, like an instrument, and I was playing the thing, Dust. Well, I'm sure Billy Floyd Shouts is very happy to hear that you've gone over to the ska side yeah did you know i could play trombone uh no but it doesn't surprise me basically i'm a world-class ska trombonist but i choose it's it's pronounced tromboner tromboner but i choose to never play that ever because it's not good sorry about that floyd shouts could you imagine being so talented yeah that you're a master at something and you just choose not to ever do it. Yeah. Because, like, well, I got all, all this other stuff I'm a master at, so I could be the best trombone player, but, yeah. eh, I just don't. I just don't. I it's could. Just- <laughs> it's always there. I could do it, but I, I just choose not to. Yeah. That's what's happened so far, I guess. It's interesting. I've been just trying to get by so it's hard for someone like me to understand exactly what that sort of power is yeah that you wield the power i mean it's not like ultimate power or anything we're not talking like buzzsaw hordak power or anything like that i'm just trying to get by Mm -hmm. yeah but you got some tricks up your sleeve I have a Master Gardener shirt, if that's what you mean. Yeah, you do. You got a Master Gardener shirt. I know you got some extreme, extreme clarinet chops. I've heard them. It's, like, ridiculous. You just think, like, this guy doesn't play clarinet. What are you even talking about? And then he whips it out of nowhere, and he's ripping. Were you legitimately impressed by my woodwind skills? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just putting me on no it's the same thing it's the same thing where i was like this guy's a freaking jazz master this guy could play with the greats and he just doesn't you've got the same skill the same sort of thing going on dust the mystique the clarinet mystique is that a mystique or is that more of like a nerdy thing you should maybe be ashamed of i mean it's all about your perspective keep under wraps i would say you know a mystique if it was 
if I had to explain it, if I was telling someone else, especially like anyone beautiful, it's talking about you as a person, I would definitely refer to it as a mystique. You'd say, a, you see a, that guy over there, that fat bald guy? He's like, he's like Benny Goodman in disguise. His clarinet playing. Yeah. And they're like, that guy? But he just looks, sounds, and acts like an idiot. <laughs> Nobody and then would Tom say says, that. I know. That's his cover up. Yeah, that's the cover up. <laughs> oh, man. That's exactly, yeah. None of that makes much sense. I'm here to just build you up, Dust. I appreciate that. I'm not interested in tearing you down at all. Are you interested in uh, listening to some Saxon? Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, second wave of British heavy metal? The NWOBHM. That's a real long acronym. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. You enjoy Motorhead. Yeah, I mean, there's some that I enjoy, and other parts that I I don't know how I feel about it. But I I don't. I mean. Who are we all talking about here? Mm, well, I don't know all of them, but I do know um, Motorhead. I mean, probably the big one. I love Motorhead. Raven. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, Saxon is a big one, obviously. Probably like a half dozen bands with Richie Blackmore. Yeah. I feel like a bunch of it is just okay, with the exception of Motorhead. But I could be wrong. I suppose Iron Maiden probably counts. Diamond Head. Tigers of Tang Pang, or whatever. (laughs) Or whatever that is. Yeah, man. Well, I like Iron Maiden. Do you like... um, Battle Axe. Battle Axe. I can't even think of anything by Battle Axe. Do you like... I'll say this. It's probably all way sweeter than like the new new metal that we have now. What about Grim Reaper? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Iron Maiden, I suppose, counts. Yeah, I like Iron Maiden. Def Leppard. <laughs> that's game over, dude. I know, that's like your favorite band. What are you talking about? Well, we don't have any of those bands on the show tonight. Except for maybe the Tigers of Pantang if we have time later. If we play your cards right. But we do have plenty of sex, and Biff Byford is on the program tonight. Beautiful. Hell, fire, and damnation. Let's get to it. Uh, this is Saxon on the five count. Thank you so much.
this is Mick Fox of Uri, phoning in from London, England, and you're listening to the Five Count, the Best by Test.
Check us out. 
Wow. Denim and leather. Brought ton together. Oh, yeah. His wardrobe, anyway. That's right. Basically, 90% of his wardrobe is made up of either denim or leather. Sometimes double denim. Sometimes triple leather. Triple leather. Sometimes Old Navy performance fleece. You know, I have been thinking about it, that I should just really put more leather pants in the rotation. You know, it's just my job is getting in the way. I really need to, like, talk to some extreme higher-ups and see if there's any way that leather pants is, like, acceptable. You know what I mean? As work attire. Biz, biz, biz cash plus leather. Can they have the little fringy tassels on them? Well, I mean, I feel like that's like another step. So it's like if I can just get the standard leather pants first, then I can work toward the tassels. Like mom's old party time leather jacket? Yeah. With the little tassels around? uh Uh-huh. And then once I get that all acceptable, then I'll start pushing for no shirt, just a leather vest. And I know you're thinking like, well, how would anybody be able to work then after that? And I don't know. I always thought that it was odd that all the nurses and things of that ilk wear those weird, like, scrubs. Yeah. And, like, Lisa Frank, Trapper Keeper-looking pants. Uh-huh. And not, like, tight leather fringe. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, I'm sure you get a little bit more mobility with the scrubs, but, I mean, is it really worth it? If you're talking versus tight leather pants. And you know, as Ton always says, I don't want no scrubs <laughs> trying to holler at me. <laughs> Actually, you know what's really funny is um, if you look around now, scrubs have changed a lot. There is tons of younger people, men and women, wearing like this entirely new style scrubs that are really, it's like skinny pant slash yoga pant that's a scrub that's like scrubs i don't even get it like super tight scrubs and then super taper to like a to like a like a sweat pant type bottom like this style sweat pant i i can't say this style nobody can see he's pointing to his sweat but like modern sweat pants style cuffs on bottom if you know what i'm saying it's weird I mean, when we were growing up, sweatpants didn't look anything like this. And the bottom elastic part was more like a scrunchie attached to the bottom of a sweatpant. <laughs> like, that's the image in my mind. Okay. Where nowadays, it's like a, you know, like a cuff almost, and it adds to the taper effect. There's a lot of that happening. I don't know what you're talking about, ton. It's weird. And w- what's really interesting, too, is nowadays... No idea. It's the same. Like, the dudes and the girls wear it. Well, Extremely tight. Like I said, I don't want no scrubs. Hanging out the best friend's side of my window. Yeah. Mostly because I peed in them and I'm trying to dry them off. Yeah, okay. That's okay. That makes sense. Hanging out the passenger side. Ton... I got a question here. Somebody sent it to the five count hotline. If you can believe that. Oh, I believe it. It says, or reads, 
I'll read it. Let me just tell you what it says. Cool song about Elvis. You played 10.30 p.m. Saturday, February 17th. The way I used to pile my food on my plate at Old Country Buffet, my sister called it Devil's Tower. Hey, I am Johnny O. Softshell Taco Badass, and I approve this message. (laughs) P.S. Just saw something about Rambo 6, New Blood movie? If true, dust slash ton going to it? Remember, a vote for me is a vote for you, your family, and America. I'm John, and I approve this message. Woo-yah! Wow. That was John and New Ulm. It's on Rambo 6? I, is this a made-up fantasy in New Ulm? Or? I don't, I don't, I don't know. First of all, I'll say thank you so much for writing in, John. That was a special message on the Five Count Hotline, 507-519-2030. If you'd also like to send us a message at the Five Count Hotline. Uh, I can tell you if Rambo 6 is a real thing, um, 100% I would be there. 1 million percent. What if, what if Stallone is not in it? Not there. I'm not there. If Stallone's not in it, I'm not there. What is this? Rambo 6 New Blood releasing in 2024? Movie speculation explained. Because Stallone's pushing 80. He can't be Rambo forever, right? Correct. He ended the last Rambo movie sitting in a rocking chair. That was like 10 years ago. Wow. Oh, it's fake. What? At least this article says, unfortunately, for those eager to see the Rambo story continue, Rambo 6 New Blood is a fake slash made up movie. Mm -hmm. So then why is John, a well-known film proprietor in the New Alm area, trying to pass this off as legit? Well, he didn't necessarily. He said, you know, if it's a real thing, would we go? And the answer is yes. Do you think they'll make a new Rambo without, like, a prequel or some other nonsense where it isn't Rambo? Like they did with uh, Creed Three, where there was no Stallone? Felt a little cheated by that. I felt 100% cheated by that, and I I didn't appreciate it at all. I don't know who to complain to or where to post those complaints, but I feel like it's it's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. Flat out. Yeah, I don't it's it's just not it's just not right. You can't carry a character through whatever it is. What is it? 9 movies, 10 movies or something like that? You know what I'm saying? You can't carry a character through like that and then not give any kind of proper send-off or ending and just, like, say, whoops, you know, we forgot to put him in this one. <laughs> whoops. Well. And it, that's not to say that... Let me clarify. Please, please do. I don't think Rocky needed to be a major part of Creed Three. I fully understand in this rendition, we would like Creed to be on his own. He He's now, you know, 
running his own camp, so to speak. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't need Rocky to train him anymore or to whatever. Like blah blah blah. He's he's maturing as a character, as a person. You know, whatever. If if that's the angle you're going for, totally get it. Totally get it. That's great. That's fine. But it's like Rocky was turned into being like fully part of your life, and there's like scenes of Rocky with your wife and like supporting you in different ways. You know what I mean? And you have children right now and whatever. Even you showed Rocky going back to his son and there's kids there. Like you couldn't even just show a part where you're like having a barbecue and Rocky is over with his, with some of his family and your family and you're mingling and like talking, you know, and Rocky just shows some concern about the fight coming up. You know what I mean? Something like, you know what I mean? Like even a passing of the torch thing there, like where it's like, you know, if you need help, whatever. Yeah, it's like similar to what like we used to see with uh, Creed like floating around in his pool and throwing tennis balls for his dogs. You know what I mean? And then Rocky shows up and you talk talking or whatever. It's like, you, but this is more family oriented. You guys, like he passes the torch in between bites of potato salad. I mean, not no. It's going to be a separate. Why do you got to break down the scene and make it like ridiculous? <laughs> Just, it, the premise is ridiculous. You think so? They're at a family picnic. Yeah. And he hands him, like, Apollo shorts and says, Hey, now it's your time. This is good potato salad. No, he doesn't say anything like that. (laughs) But it doesn't have to be a picnic. I was just giving an example. It could be Christmas. It could be Thanksgiving. It could be, you know what I mean? Like, anything where you get, like, like, Rocky should be known as being part of the family and acknowledged. I kind of like the picnic idea. You just said that it was ridiculous and you hated it. Well, the more I think about it, it's a pretty good premise. I like to think of Rocky Balboa at a picnic. I mean, Maybe playing some frisbee golf. Just whatever, you know? Having some hot dogs and beans. He should be like a grandpa figure even in, in, in uh, Adonis's kids' lives. You know what I mean? He should, Rocky should be, that's what it would be in real life, I feel like. Like, Rocky was at the Creed Mansion. He's well-respected and liked there. He was best friends with Apollo. Like you, And then you just... You, he's training Adonis and helps Adonis become a champ. You know what I mean? Like, this is not... Like, I don't get it. And then a, part three comes along and you're like, we don't need Rocky at all. Forget it. Let's just pretend like he doesn't exist. No one tell him about the picnic. I don't know. It's just All right. it doesn't make any sense. I didn't realize he gets so upset. I am upset because I love it so much. I love Rocky. You know what I love so much? Sly, if you're listening, I love you very much. Yeah. I love questions sent to the five-count mailbag. Here's a question from Brian Reby, who drives electric on YouTube. I love that guy also. Is a question for the mailbag or anyone else wanting to answer. If you could ask any non-living president a question and get a truthful answer, who would it be and what would you ask? Tom, you're a presidential kind of dude. I don't know that I am actually, but I don't know. 
Who's your favorite president? Probably Washington. Or Abe. Not, not like uh, Garfield or Van Buren. Beer, <laughs> I don't think so, no. I'd ask him why his hair was so dumb. Yeah. I don't know what I would ask them necessarily, though, but those guys are much more interesting to me. Um, what about uh, William Henry Harrison? I'd ask him, hey, did you know you were going to be dead a few weeks after you took office? or <laughs> Did you plan that as a goof? Did you know that? Or? I mean, it was pretty funny. I mean, you mean to tell me this is really completely out of nowhere? Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Just seems kind of uh, irresponsible, yeah, to run for office and campaign and win the presidency of the United States and then be dead within a month. <laughs> seems like kind of a jerk move. Yeah, a lot of hassle. Bummer. I will say this: uh, Brian Reby drives electric has a great YouTube channel. That's what it's called. Brian Reby drives electric. And uh, Brian, if you're listening. Um, I watched your video about going to Texas to the, the that like Cybertruck launch deal, and um, I think you did a great job with the video. I enjoyed it, and I was also completely blown away with some of what you showed on there as far as the engineering is concerned, specifically like how the Gigapress puts out that entire like chassis component i don't even know i can't remember what it was called but like that whole wheel well and like the firewall i believe it was all one unit right it was like unbelievable it just i remember looking at it i remember before you even explained about it and seeing that piece sitting there on display and going like how did they do like how did they achieve that that's like crazy. It was really interesting. It was really unbelievable. Do you think Brian Reby should be president? Yes. It'd be a great idea. I would love that idea. Do you think he could grow a mustache like Grover Cleveland? Uh-huh. I mean, I hope so. I think he could. I think he would look good with it. All right, there. It's settled. Hope we answered that for you. Here's my next question. How do you feel about Saxon? I think love I already it. might have asked you that once before. I absolutely love it. I'd like to ask you again. It's probably the greatest thing I've heard all night. Well, Biff Byford's on the program tonight. Awesome. Singer and founder of Saxon. Their new album, Hell, Fire, and Damnation, is out now. We could talk to him if you want. I mean, the guy's name is Biff. doesn't get much more metal than that. It really doesn't. This is Biff Byford of Saxon on The Five Count. <laughs> We're joined today by the one and only Biff Byford, the singer and founder for the band Saxon. They're on the road here coming up playing with Uriah Heep and Judas Priest, and they also have a new album out. It's called Hell, Fire, and Damnation. Biff, how you doing today? I'm going fine, thank you. You good? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Well, first of all, Saxon has a new album out, Hell, Fire, and Damnation. Can you tell the listeners a bit about the new album? Well, it's... Uh... You know, it's we got a new guitarist in now, uh, Brian Tatler. So he sort of, uh, you know, got involved with the writing a little bit. So 
uh, we, we, you know, we, the, the band are pretty cooking at the moment. It's like a bit, a bit of an 80s feel to it, but like a, you know, a modern, modern sound. So it's, I mean, sonically, the album's a monster. But yeah, we've been recording it uh, over summer last year and, uh, you know, racing to get it ready for this tour we've got planned starting in March. So yeah, everything, uh, everything's good. Everything's firing on six. And I know you've got the new single out, There's Something in Roswell. Uh, along with the video for that, I love the the UFO footage mixed in w- with the live stuff that you guys playing. Uh, it's it's really awesome that that's uh, the new single. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good video. I like it. people that put it together for us. Uh, I don't know where they got those images from, but they're great, aren't they? And the new album, as you mentioned, it has a a modern sound, but it also sounds you know like classic uh, Wheels of Steel, denim and leather, Saxon. I mean, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Definitely are still firing on all all cylinders, as you said. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a monster sounding album, definitely, and uh, we're really lucky. You know, there's some great tracks on there. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to touring really and and uh, playing it for all the fans. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we just need people to check out the album if they like it, buy it. Well, Biff, your voice still sounds great. I mean, after. 45 plus years and you know the kind of music you've been playing over those years i mean what's the secret to that longevity is there is there something that uh, keeps you sounding great uh, not really no not nothing that i know of i can't really put my finger on any specific thing that i do to look after my voice uh, i'm just lucky it's it sounds powerful at the moment so uh, yeah you just you know if it's not broke don't fix it <laughs> Well, you mentioned the tour of this year with Judas Priest and, and Uriah Heep. I mean, the three of you obviously instrumental in, in creating heavy metal, and you're all still out there on the road. That's got to be a great feeling that all you guys are still out there getting it done. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I mean, uh, you have the UK and European shows with Judas Priest, and then we're coming to America on, I think, the 23rd of April, and we just go out with the Uriah Heep go headlining. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's really, it should be really good. Well, what's the art, I guess, behind creating a set list? I mean, you have you have to play the new stuff, and <laughs> you got to do the fan favorites. But I mean, is there a process you go through to decide, you know, kind of what deep cuts maybe you'll throw in for the fans? No, not really. We we sort of keep it fairly loose, you know. I mean, we'll have a set list. I'll do a set list, you know, before we come to America. I'll sort of do a set list, and we'll try and stick to it. But you know, we we we're a pretty live band, so we can play pretty much what we want. But, um, you know, the American, uh, the American tour, obviously, you know, they're two headline bands. So we'll be playing a lot longer in, uh, in the U.S. and we'll be in Europe. So we've got plenty of time. We'll put in plenty of new songs off the new album and, uh, some of the big classics, you know, from the, from the early days. So it should be good fun. Awesome. Again, that new Saxon album, Hellfire and Damnation is out. And, uh, Biff, I wanted to ask you a bit about, your relationship with Paul Quinn. I mean, you guys have both been there since day one. You've been through all the ups and downs. I mean, what's it like uh, still, you know, not just working with him, but being friends with him after all these years? Well, I was talking to him today, actually, you know, he's going to, he's going to get up and play a few songs on the, on the tour, uh, on the European tour. So yeah, he's still, he's still with the band. He just decided to, uh, he doesn't really want to play heavy metal music anymore. He wants to play blues music. So, He's going to chill and relax and, you know, bend some strings when he feels like it. So he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's chilling now. He's just gone, uh, he's gone far enough, really. 
with uh, with all the albums and the tours. He doesn't really want to do it anymore. So you got to respect his is uh, you know what he wants to do and and uh, and support him really. You know. Well, with Paul not on the road anymore, I know you've got Brian Tatler from Diamond Head stepping in. I mean, if there's a, a perfect guy to fill Paul's shoes, I, I'm, I'm thinking Brian would probably be it. Yeah, I think you're probably right. You know, I mean, we we did a, he did some he did all the festivals in summer with us, and he, he toured uh, South America with us, which you know can be pretty brutal touring down there. So yeah, he loved it. I mean, he never been there before, so he was really really into it. Uh, you know, the albums. Uh, the album's going to be in the charts here uh, tomorrow, so he's not been in the charts for a long time either. So he's pretty, he's pretty, uh, pretty happy. And he's pretty excited. Yeah, that is one thing you can say about the metal fans. They're always very loyal, and even the physical media, and it doesn't matter how long it's been or where you're going, there's always the fans out there who are, are willing to support the bands. I think that's great. Yeah, without the fans, there'd be nothing. I mean, we haven't, we haven't been to the U.S. since the pandemic. Uh, so it's going to be great there. Uh, Europe, we haven't toured with Jewish Priest since 1980. So uh, it's all going to be really special, and uh, you know we're looking forward to it. Well, Biff, I, I wanted to ask you, I love the cover albums that Saxon released here in the last few years. Could we see another one of those down the road? Is that maybe a series that might continue? I don't really know. I mean, nothing's been planned. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're open to suggestions. I mean, uh, they want people want me to do another solo album. I quite enjoyed doing that, so I'll uh, yeah, I'll have a think about that. But I'm not doing anything for the next year. Uh, we're just concentrating on uh, touring on the Hellfire Damnation album, and that'll be it. We'll probably be probably be touring until early 2000, you know, 2025, I think, on that uh, on this album. Awesome, man. Well, what are your overall thoughts? on the metal scene now it seems every band out there can you know trace their influences back to saxon in some way that's got that's got to make <laughs> yeah. you proud to see that you know that style of music is kind of still out there as strong as ever yeah definitely it's uh yeah it's a great feeling you know we've uh you know influenced so many bands so many people and uh you know we uh, a lot of people love our music and uh, it, it's great really to to be in uh you know that position where people uh know your songs really and basically know the band you know we're it's a big family isn't it and uh you become a saxon fan you become part of that family so you know you can stay with it for years can't you well again the, the new album hellfire and damnation is uh, just out here is there anything else maybe i know the tour and everything that's a lot on your plate but something else maybe we should be watching out for nothing coming out at the moment just what uh, the new there'll be a new single coming out i think um in the next few weeks uh, to go with the tour. So people should look out for that on, uh, on, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all will be there. Excellent. Biff, it's been an honor speaking with you. I'm a big fan of yours and uh, I'm definitely digging uh, what I've heard on the new album here so far. And thank you again for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Been good talking to you. I'm glad you liked the album. Spread the word for us. And again, that was the one and only Biff Byford of Saxon. And their new album, Hell, Fire, and Damnation, is out now.
Hi, this is Ian Hill from Judas Priest, and you're listening to The Five Count.
Hello, this is Udo Dostara and you listen to the Five Towns. Bad boys like to rock and roll. I don't have to tell you that. It's the five count. I probably do need to tell you that. It's really great, though. It's a great program. Yeah, in case you're driving around and you're like, what the hell is this? It's the five count. Yep. It's wonderful. 
Ask your parents. They might know. <laughs> Ask your parents. That's how long we've been doing this show. Oh, jeez. That's that makes, a crazy thing. That makes ton of grandfather, I think. I mean, not for real, but... But sort of. Makes it feel that way. Well, that was our interview with Biff Byford of Saxon. In case you're wondering, the new album, Hell, Fire, and Damnation, is out now. Cool. Ton, you know what else is cool? What? I got a message here sent to the Five Count Hotline. 5075192030. It reads, On Sunday, the 25th, I turned 44. My first birthday without either of my parents. As a gift to myself... I'm using some vacation time to take a five-day weekend. Do you have any upbeat movie or TV recommendations, or should I just watch the Cody Rhodes doc a bunch? Love, birthday boy, Floyd shouts. Don, he's uh, at least halfway through this momentous five-day weekend already, but do you have some recommendations for him? Man, oh man, Floyd Childs, happy birthday. Upbeat movies. Yeah, I really hope that you that you enjoy it. I really hope you enjoy it. Find some enjoyment there. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Floyd Childs and I are going to be the same age this year. Um, but my birthday in, is in August. And you know what I'm really excited about? Uh, Floyd Childs doesn't care, but... Um, 44 is Lewis Hamilton's number, and this is his last year with Mercedes, so I'm really crossing my fingers that Lewis Hamilton can possibly pull out a championship with Mercedes in his last year, and it's the same year of the the same number as the same age. I don't know. It's some weird correlation, and I'm hoping it somehow comes together. But as far as uh, Happy Fun Time movies, um, how about like... uh, Let's see. Happy birthday to me. Moving violations. Oh. Um. Happy birthday to me. Santa with muscles. Happy birthday to me. Have you seen that movie? Um. You remember the VHS cover probably as a kid. The one where the guy has the metal shish kebab. Yeah. Everybody remembers yeah. that VHS yeah. cover. Watch that movie. Um. Rabid grannies. Yeah, Rabbit Grannies. Um, I just got a two DVD set of the California Raisin specials. See, that would be great. You should watch like that. that. You know, something, something uplifting. I don't know. Um, two two seven. Probably knock that entire series out in a five day weekend. That could be good. Yeah, I mean. What else? What can you really... I don't know what kind of things he likes. Miami Connection? Yeah, dude. That that will turn a frown upside down. Let me tell you that. Uh, if you could track down a copy of Tiffany Live from Tokyo. Ooh. That's pretty good. Live from Tokyo. Yeah, I'm just trying to look through at some films that I like and... Police Academy 2 through 4. You know, Dust, you're on fire right now. 
You're on fire. Thank you. What was that one movie? What was that movie with the um Harry and the Hendersons? What was that movie with the where they it's like some killers, but they had a there was like an exercise gym. Killer workout? Killer workout. I thought that was great. That was hilarious. I mean it depends on if you find that stuff humorous, that kind of horror stuff. What about the movie um Delirious. Raw deal. Yeah, delirious. Go guide him. Raw deal, dude. It's a good movie. Raw deal. I'm talking about delirious. I know you are. Flood shouts. What about uh, Disorderlies? Disorderlies, Floyd Shouts. Yes. Starring the Fat Boys. Yeah, dude. Good movie. Do you think you can fit all these in? You might have to. Great movie. Just stay up for the next two days. He's probably not going to like this answer, but just try it out and you might find yourself loving it. Um, I'm going to just say Sister Act. That's a fun movie and hilarious. (laughs) Sister Act. Yeah, that's kind. Of, it, once you you think that in your mind that you're like Sister Act. What are you talking about, ton? And then you watch it, and it's actually pretty funny and good. What about Sister Act Part Three? Uh skip over that one. Okay, skip it. I would suggest watching every single episode of A Different World. Wow. Woo. Yes, sir. In there. Hey. <laughs> yeah. That should fill up a weekend, right? I mean, it really should. We gave a lot of suggestions. Hard Bodies. Hot Dog, the movie. Hot Dog, the movie. These Ski are, School. Yeah, dude. Ski School. How many other skiing movies could you fit in? Um, Aspen Ski Extreme. Ski Academy. Aspen Extreme is a good one. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Well, what's there. the what's the one with uh, John Cusack? Better off dead. Is that what it is about skiing? Is that the one? I believe so. He's got a sweet like a '67 Camaro. Yeah, dude. Better off dead. Skiing. And skiing. what's his name? Booger, who was a jerk on our program. You thought he was a jerk. He was kind of a jerk. Oh, because he insulted Arnie Schwarzenegger. Well, and he like we kept trying to talk to him about even that role, and he was like, Listen, I'm I'm a thespian. I don't I don't enjoy being referred to as booger. It was <laughs> pretty you know, sure you're paraphrasing. I'm an I don't actor. remember him saying it exactly that way. It was something about that. And then Ton said, You were the only actor in all four Revenge of the Nerds movies. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and he hung up on him. And then he was like, paycheck, click. Because we had to pay him to be on. Man. I'm just saying, he was good in that movie, too. Is it better off dead? Yes. Why, why don't you ever believe anything I say? I believe a lot of stuff you say. But most of it you don't. What about One Crazy Summer? I don't think they ski in that. No. But there's a boat. Some boat and some fun stuff and fun cartoons, I think. Floyd Shouts, just watch some of it and then let us know, would you? I got a question. Do you think you were skiing or boating or yelling at me like 10 years ago? Definitely yelling at you. Yeah. At tracks. 
as the kids say. Yeah. I'd math, maths. Kids say that. Thought I overheard some kids say that. I think they do say that stuff, yeah. Well, Tom, this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. It was February 22nd, 2014, when Billy Floyd Shouts was preparing to turn the ripe old age of 34. Oh, man. And during the show, we had an exclusive interview with our good friend, WWE superstar Kane. He's the brother of The Undertaker. Remember him? Yeah, man. He was in that movie, uh, See No Evil, where he had like a big hook. Yeah. And a bald head. And his dad was Paul Bearer, Five Count Alumnus. Creepy. That was 10 years ago. That's all I got. Man. Kane. What a time. 10 years ago, we had Kane on the show. Last week, we had uh, Exotic Adrian Street, Russian Bear, Ivan Koloff. Now we had Kane. It's quite the... I could see why Billy Floyd Shouts latched on to this show and sure. has held on for a decade. Yeah, unbelievable. That's fun. It really is. Sounds like a great program. I just hope this week's program still sounds just as good. I'm sure it does. Who knows? We're doing our best. We're old and tired. Ton has a lot of other stuff he needs to do. So he needs to get this show over with so he can move on to important things. You know what's really funny is how we um, joke about that, like, that math, maths, and whatever the kids say. What's hilarious to me is we've been saying that sort of thing since we were in our 20s. On this program, I so, remember being in our 20s and saying weird catchphrases that people were saying, and we'd be like, as the kids say these days, whatever it was. I can't even remember one. What does that even mean? Have we been like 73 since we were 24? I think it means we invented all the uh, cool slangs and sayings that kids knew how huh. use. Or maybe it means exactly the opposite of that. Could be could be or maybe it means that you are hanging out on uh too many playgrounds and you need to keep at least 50 feet back (laughs) could mean that i don't know i don't know what it means you know what i think what i think we should play a song or five for billy floyd shouts some birthday type songs well you know just a couple we'll sprinkle some in it is a special five-day birthday binge. Nice. And he is making you part of it. That's a great idea. We should do it. I feel like you really have a lot of responsibility really? to make it a successful birthday. Oh, man. I think you have all the responsibility. All of it? So don't blow it. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight on my shoulders. Kind of sound like you're looking to blow it. No, I don't want to blow it. Floyd shouts, I just really hope your birthday is amazing, and this next rock block is going to just seal the deal. If I didn't care 
more than words can say If I didn't care Would I feel this way If this isn't love Then why do I thrill And what makes my head go round and round While my heart stands still If I didn't care Would it be the same? Would my every prayer begin and end With just your name? And would I be sure that this is love beyond compare? Would all this be true? If I didn't care for you If I didn't care Honey child, more than words can say If I didn't care Would I feel this way? Darling, if this isn't love, then why do I thrill so much? And what is it that makes my head go round and round while my heart just stands still so much? If I didn't care, would it be the Would my every prayer begin and end with just your name? And would I be sure that this is love beyond complaint? Would all this be true if I didn't care for
Hello, this is Joe Para, and you're listening to The Five Count. I hope you're uh, doing well. Uh, hope uh, all your uh, weekend dreams come true and that you get to drink as many or as few beers as you want to.
Still looking for that last-minute Christmas gift? A gift to express yourself without sawing off your right arm? This year, why not give Dan Fogelberg? Columbia Epic Records and your friends at Obadiah's make your gift list a snap with $3.99 prices on hundreds of records and tapes. Earth, Wind & Fire, Charlie Daniels, Billy Joel, REO Speedwagon, Weather Report, Cheap Trick, and more. Lots more. Who says you have to spend an arm and a leg to express yourself to that special one on Christmas? Let Billy Joel, Dan Fogelberg, or any of hundreds of other artists express it for you for only $3.99. On December 23rd, from 7 p.m. to midnight, Obadiah's is having a dollar off sale just for you late shoppers. Check it out at Obadiah's, 2802 Lafayette Road, 3815 South 31, 3015 South La Fountain in Kokomo, and the new Obadiah's in the Bel Air Shopping Center in Shelbyville.
Okay, uh, this is John from Nuam. You're listening to the Five Count. What up? What up, blood? What, what up, cuz? What, what up, blood? What, what up, gangsta?
Yeah, feel like we're coming off the skating rink at Skating World. Yeah, man. Covered in rug burn. It's the wild, wild west. Happy birthday, Floyd Shouts. And happy birthday to some other people who might be listening, if it's your birthday or not. I don't know. We're doing our best. Ton, it's been a good show. 
It's been pretty great. It's been probably the best show we've ever done. I'm glad Floyd Shouts wrote in to share his birthday myths with us. He, I hope he like gives us an update the following week. You know what I'm saying? Like what actually went down for the birthday extravaganza? He did give us an update on Twitter about how it's absolutely disgusting and annoying when people come in and ask for extra crispy fries. He did say that. He said those people deserve to be drug out into the street and shot. He didn't say that. You would have said it. You would have read it on air if he said that. It's on the menu. It's not a special thing that you ask for. He hates it, and he hates you. Uh, well, I guess he wouldn't be the first. I was going to say something nice about how, you know, my daughter's birthday is two days after his, and that's some kind of a special bond that there could be. But now I don't know if I wanted to have a special bond with somebody who hates me so much. Jeez. Well, I was paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly oh, what he said. Now I see how it went. Something along those lines. Maybe I'll have to get you an invite, Floyd Shouts, to my daughter's birthday. It's going to be at a gymnastics club. That would be awesome. I Even I don't get those. You ought to have a good time. It'll be like that show Guts. <laughs> do you have it? <laughs> Floyd Shouts, do you have it? <laughs> Guts. <laughs> wow maybe you could knock over a bunch of seven-year-olds on your way up the aggro crag yeah or maybe you can just carry ton back to the car when he gets too sleepy yeah i'm getting fairly sleepy all right well we're almost done although good luck trying to catch some z's during the true punks oh man they'll be doing so much electro craziness you won't be able to get any sleep ever again ever again you'll be in a techno coma that's all the sleep you can get ton did you happen to peruse the five count.com lately no it's our website yeah like we live there on the internet does it look beautiful or well we just had uh, a new post up there if you subscribe to us on one of your favorite podcasting apps you would know this ton looking in your direction we had an exclusive interview with actors Susan Gallagher and Martin Cove. You know, from that show, Cobra Kai. Yeah, dude. You know, John Kreese. Yeah. Uh, they were in a new movie called A Taste of Love. Oh, wow. It's on the Hallmark Channel. Huh. I don't have to tell you that. What a time. Well, Martin Cove, John Kreese. Sensei Kreese has been on the show twice now. That's crazy. Good for you. Well, if you had just subscribed to us on your favorite podcasting apparatus, it would have been delivered right to you. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to keep up on Ton's Twitter page or anything. It just gets sent to you. There's no moss or fuss. <laughs> no moss, no fuss. Wow. What else is happening, Ton? A lot of things behind the scenes, I know that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the only thing that comes to mind is uh, testing starts. Testing has started. F1 season is on its way, and I'm excited. What does that mean? Does that have anything to do with our Patreon page? No, nothing. It's just all my focus is happening right there, right now. I can't, can't wait. I can't wait to dig in deep. But you can... 
Go to the Patreon page. What are you talking about? I'm talking like, about Formula One. I'm going bonkers oh, over it. I thought you were studying for the Iowa basics test. It could be. But if you take some time and go over to thefivecount.com and then make your way over to our Patreon page, you could check out the brand new edition of The Five Count at the movies. Wow. Even I haven't seen that yet. Man. It's it, really great. It dropped uh, yesterday. Or if you're listening to this on Patreon, I mean tomorrow. Or whatever. Just it's, go there. It's really good. We have a beautiful time with a nice young lady named Hope. And, um, you know, it's exactly what you think it is. What is it exactly? You can tell me. It's a beautiful instructional video. You know? Like but, if I was trying to get a job at Hardee's? Yeah. I mean, I was going to try to be more mysterious than that and... Talk about, you know. I just puked it right up. Culinary art, artisanal practices with hope. But, I mean, since you just vomited all of the information out, I, yeah, it's an instructional video from Hardy's from the 1980s. couple training vids. It's very uh, nostalgic and wonderful. Made me think about my childhood a lot. How do you feel about the five count co-op? Have you heard of that before? I have. Well, I haven't. What is it? It's this beautiful program on YouTube, the five count channel on YouTube to be exact. And Dust and I play vintage video games, arcade games, multiple different platforms. And we typically do very terribly at it and then yell at each other a lot. And it seems to be fairly hilarious to most people. So if that sounds at all entertaining to you, just go on over there and check it out. I guess I would suggest maybe speaking for yourself, because I 100% conquer and dominate all the games that I play. That's entirely not true. It's mostly 100% accurate. Listen, we played Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, and I completely dominated, and you were terrible. You couldn't even get, like, the puzzle thing, the, like, the easiest thing. You didn't get racing Percy. Who beat Percy? I did. Well, to be fair, that wasn't even really a game as much as it was a big pile of crap. 100% a game that you couldn't play. Does anyone else find it odd at how much pride Ton takes in knowing Thomas the Tank Train inside and out and all the ancillary characters? I just don't even understand it. I thought I was doing you a solid. I thought we were going to bond over Thomas, the tank engine. Because, I mean, George Carlin voices the guy in the U.S. series. And you named your kid after George Carlin. Like, how did you not even watch it ever? How is that not like a main staple? How does Carlin not even know who Thomas is? It's like blew my mind. Well, as I had mentioned to you before, and maybe... Maybe more people don't know this than I realize, but George Carlin did have a somewhat successful career doing other things outside of being the narrator for the Thomas the Tank show. (laughs) I'm aware, Dust. So I knew him more from his other endeavors. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you had to do a disservice to your own child. Well... Don't you feel like perhaps it's too late? You or maybe not, because you, as you mentioned, you're like 
pushing 60 and you still watch it on the reg. Well, I have a two-year-old. We read the books and stuff. He likes it. And we have several, like, tracks. We have several Thomas, battery-powered Thomases that run on tracks and stuff. Several train sets. Thomas the train sets that my son loves to play with. Mm. That's why Tun couldn't get the dishes done. He's been setting up his birthday train set all day. I was playing with uh, with my son this evening, and he was being Harold the helicopter, and it was great. Okay. Well, thanks, Biff Byford, for being on the show. Happy birthday, Billy Floyd Shouts, and we'll see you in hell. See you next time.